tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boostbytaxday to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. NBA free agency is in full swing. Well, kind of, sort of. Kawhi, would you please hurry up? We are officially in the beginning of year three of the gray area. Much like when we started year two, we like to bring in a new voice, a new energy to the table. I've worked with this young man on his podcast a couple of times. I've been meaning to get him onto the gray area, but it's all about time and it's all about scheduling. So without further ado, I'd like to bring my homeboy, my, my, my foil, as he likes to say, host of the Any Given Sunday podcast, Manny Brown. Welcome to the gray area. What's good, everybody? Uh, what's good, uh, Jarv? Uh, like LeBron said when he won a championship in 2012, uh, it's about damn time. It's about damn about time. time. Showtime! Woo! My man. Uh, what's up? We, we are kind of in the same boat here. We're waiting on this guy to make his decision out in Toronto or L.A. or wherever the hell he is based on whatever fraudulent source is out there, but we're going to talk about Kawhi a little bit later on in the episode. Let's let's talk about okay. the decisions that have already been made, and I wouldn't be on brand if I didn't talk about the Broadway bozos getting no one <laughs> whatsoever. Bozo Nation, you failed. I'm seeing the spin cycle out here. They had a great free agency. They, they did some good things, the youth movement. I'm calling BS off the rip. I don't want to hear any of that. Mm-hmm. Manny, where are you at? You know, you're a fellow New Yorker like myself. Right now, you're out in the Pacific Northwest, but your core is NYC. How do you feel about Bozo Nation, in my opinion, failing this free agency? Well, they failed free agency because they sold the bill of goods that they didn't deliver on. Right. I mean, when, when, you, when you tell your fan base that you know, you're trying to get Kawhi Leonard, you know, you're trying to get Kyrie, KD, this mm-hmm. is a package deal. You sell them a bill of goods, you know, when you sell them filet mignon and all you can deliver is hamburger helper. <laughs> yeah, it's a failure. Absolutely, it's a failure. I, I mean, there's no, there's no question. And I love how the Knicks are trying to spin this as, oh, well, we didn't offer KD the max because right. of uh, the Achilles or, or because we're trying to be more prudent with our finances. Nonsense. This is the Nonsense. same franchise. That gave, this is this is the same franchise that gave Eddie Curry a fifty million dollars. Like on. stop it. After, after after weight issues and a heart issue. So stop. I, I'm, I'm sorry. Don't tell me. Don't tell me the New York Knicks all of a sudden, all of a sudden, have become fiscally conservative. Like stop. Like stop it. Like I get it. It's the spin. It's 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 the spin cycle season. I get it. I understand. 
but but don't 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 question my intelligence and tell me all of a sudden all of a sudden you didn't you didn't want to give KD Kevin Durant one of the one of the top twenty players in the history of the NBA arguably a max contract like stop Manny stop why are you cooking up so bad to start bro I, I, I'm being rational man I'm being rational like I just don't oh like spin oh my like, god I don't like you know what I don't I, you know what it is bro I don't like spin like be honest like I wish more sports teams more franchises yeah. more just in general businesses in general but be honest like right. stop questioning my intelligence like right. I don't know what's going on like stop treat like this ain't 1950 you know what I'm saying where we don't have Google we don't have information at our fingertips that we can figure out these things like yo I know the game like I get it you know what I'm saying Love. like Love. you Love. wanted to sign him man you, you preach it to the choir right now you know it, it, it's very offensive they did sell the filet mignon or at least a highly delectable ribeye bone out you know what i'm Absolutely. saying yeah. we, did, we did get hamburger helper they, they didn't even get the tough steak you get from red lobster it was definitely hamburger helper <laughs> you know i, I mean they they sold you roof chris uh, you know what i'm saying they, uh, they sold you texas de brazil come on and and you got outback like outback. you know what i mean like they couldn't even get the blooming onion from Outback. They they got that five dollar steak. You know what I mean? Facts. Come to come Facts. to Outback and you get a meal for ten dollars. You know? Facts. They, they right, the, right, the right, 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 right. And that's the and that's the problem. And 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 when you sell your fan base, right. that, you know this 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 off season is boomer bust depending on KD and and Kyrie, uh-huh. and you don't get either one of them. You don't even get a meeting. You don't even get a meeting. Damn. Like, it'd be one thing if, he, if they had gotten a sit-down and, and, you know, negotiations broke off somewhere. Like, that's one thing. Right. But you don't even get a phone call. Not even a phone call. Look, and, and you know what? All of these things aside, you, we, we talk about that, and it was like, oh, we, we, we didn't want to meet with, with Kawhi, you know, because we had mm. other meetings to take. So you mean to tell right. me. Stop it. Bozo Stop it. Nation. You mean to tell me that you passed up just having a conversation with Kawhi to go get Stop Julius it. Randle? Julius Randle was this big of a priority? <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. And see, this is, and this is, and this is why they get slandered in the media. Because and then, it's like, well, it's, well, hold it's, on, Manny. And then, but all of this aside, we, we know the Knicks are going to Nick. It is what it is. I expect mm-hmm. that from them. I told people right. months ago, I was the first one to tell people, all y'all talking about New York with KD and Kyrie, and I said, Brooklyn is also New York, you know. They're, they're going to Brooklyn. What what feasible, logical decision-maker would allow Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant to go to the Knicks when, when you have a whole playoff team in Brooklyn? It's the same city, bro. If anything, Brooklyn is its own universe in comparison to the rest of New York, and you get the access of the city right there. What are we talking about? But then it's the fans, Manny. Manny, it was the fans. I'm in New York. I, I'm in multiple groups on Facebook. You already see what I do to these Knicks fans. Like I, They annoy me. Cause it's like they talk so loud. You would think, you know what it is? I had people all over the city talking about, oh, the Nets. The Nets are like the Mets. So if the Nets are the Mets, that means uh, that the, the Knicks are the Yankees. Uh, well, well uh, let me. There's, there's multiple layers. There's multiple layers. I agree with you on everything that you're no, saying. No, no, that's not part. even what I'm saying. That's what they saying. If the Nets are the Mets, what does that make the Knicks? Right, 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 right. Well, I mean, you can't you can't deal with a rational Knicks fan. Uh, oh my I, God! I, I, you you know my history. I'm a Laker fan, but I also root for the Knicks. I have a I have a I have a cityly love to the Knicks. Like I, the way I the way I explain it, you've heard me say this before. Mm-hmm. The Knicks were my first love. The girl that I first kissed in eighth grade. You know what I mean? But yeah. the Lakers are my wife. The Lakers are the woman I made uh, my wife. You know what I mean? Listen. That's the team I ride or die for. Listen. That being said. 
That being said, there are a lot of irrational Knicks fans. The they only just time I, mean, I showed any allegiance to the Knicks is when I was a young goofball who didn't appreciate Jordan's greatness, so I hated on him, so I cheered for the team that I thought would beat him. I never loved the Knicks. I felt like they could beat this guy who gets all the pub because I hated his goofy ass when he beat my Lakers because my entry level my entry level basketball was the finals in 91. And my, my six-year-old impressionable self was like the guy with name magic. I'm cheering for that team. And I see this bull yeah. dude getting all his hype. And then Sports Illustrated made this video, the year in sports, 1991. And it was damn near about Jordan the whole time. I was a hater. I, You know, I am a hater. It is what it is. So I said, oh, the Knicks it's understandable. Beat, you know what I'm it's saying? The Knicks can beat these guys? Cool. That That's okay. So I'll cheer for that's these fools. That's what I'm rocking with. <laughs> you know? But then when Charles Smith is missing layups, and, and John Starks is three for 18, oh, don't break and up Patrick Charles Ewing Smith. is missing layups, and I'm looking around, and I'm like, I like Cedric Zabalos, and I like Vladi Divac. Why do I cheer for these guys? They never win. I don't understand. What's going on here? I don't understand. And then every time they make a, every time they make a move, I'm surrounded by Nick fans saying, we going to the finals. They got Eddie Curry. We going to the finals. They got Sprewell. They go to the finals. They got Allen Houston. It took him a while to get to the finals. You know what I'm saying? They got Jamal Crawford. We going to the finals. We got T-Mac. We going to the finals. Nick fans make no sense. You know well, what I'm saying? With all due respect to the Knicks fans, and, and look, uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to take a more cautious approach to the Knicks fan because uh, you got you got to you got to you got to feel bad for Knicks fans, I man, because it's I like it, dog, man. it's like drugs, dog, dog. The Knicks have been a complete dumpster fire, yes, a disaster for 20 years, essentially. Okay, like for two for almost two decades, really since the two. I mean, yeah, 1999 was the last time they got to the finals. They got to the you know they made the that, that run ended in 2001. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, almost 20 years. They've been a disaster. They've been an absolute unmitigated disaster. Like, they have been the Cleveland Browns, essentially, of yeah, the National Basketball Association. So, oh. so, so, I, I feel for Nick fans. Nick fans just are irrational at this point because it's, it's like it's like a woman that has been beat so bad in a relationship. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it's like yeah. when a woman has been abused and tortured wait, wait. so much. Manny, I'm going to jump in here. You trying to tell me that Nick fans suffer from Stockholm Syndrome? Is that what you're trying yes. to say to me? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, but think about it. What what fan base that has been treated the way that the Nick fan has been treated would suffer from Stockholm Syndrome? You're like, right. when, it's like when you've been when you've been beaten down for so long, you just you just fail to make you just fail to lose grip with reality. Damn. You know what I'm saying? It's like that chick that just gets pushed down the steps constantly by her man. Damn. But he loves me. But the way he did it, you know, he did it because I was wrong. And he uh. did it because I could have done better. Like, it's just you almost start looking at him like, damn. Like, I love it. Really? I love it. Like, it's, it's you know what I'm saying? But I, but it hurts me, too, because, again, I have I have a soft spot for them. I don't. I, I want to see them do good. I want them. I want them. I want them to be better because I feel like the NBA would be better with the Knicks. The NBA doesn't need the Knicks to be anything but right where they are. Stop. 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 No, no, I'm not going to stop. I know you're, you're. Take the take your take your your bias I'm against not, the Knicks Manny. out of the team. Let, 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 let me speak. Let me speak. Take your hate uh-huh. and your and your and your and your outright uh, uh, affinity for laughter for Knicks fans. Take that out of the if you're a businessman. Right. If you're a businessman, right. right? Okay, okay. I see what you're doing. The, the NBA is different when the Lakers are good. The uh-huh. NBA is different when the Celtics are good. Right. The NBA, and when I, and I don't mean just like good, like oh they're a sixty. Mm-hmm. When they are a perennial powerhouse, and it's been a long time for the Knicks, 
But the NBA is good when the Knicks are relevant. Think about it. What, what, do, we, what do we classify as the golden era of the NBA, right? The 80s and 90s, right? The Knicks weren't doing shit. But then, well, the 90s, the Knicks were two times in the finals. Yeah. They could have easily won in 94 if John Starks doesn't shoot them out of a series. They could have won that series. But I guess. But, 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 but my point is, in the 90s, the golden era of basketball. Now, I know most people say that was Jordan. It was absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. But a large part of that was also the Knicks being a dominant championship contender. Like, you can't argue these things. Like, Man, Man, in Man, football, Man, in football Man, as much on, as we brother, hate the Cowboys. Brother, 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 brother. This, this is the gray area. I, I got to talk a little bit, you know. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I got to respond. My bad. My, you know. hey, my bad. You <laughs> might not invite me back after this episode, so nah, 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 nah. I got I to talk as much as I can. Y- y- your ticket is punched. You're good. Trust me. Um, okay. All right. Everything you're saying is factually correct, okay? Like, they, they, you, you know, on the surface, I can't argue what you're saying. You're right, you know, if I'm a businessman and New York is good, that means there's money in my pocket, of course. The 90s, the 90s was a hell of a time. That's part of the reason why Nick fans puffed their chests out, because in, in some convoluted way, the 90s was some kind of dynastic period with no championships for Nick fans. But the fact remains is that the NBA has reached his the highest of his heights with a New York team being a, a perennial success. The 80s was but just, about Boston and the Lakers. You know, Chicago. But just think, see, see, there you go. I'm, I'm, I'm making a but point. But just think, but just think where that, where the, and I'm, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not yeah. disagreeing with you. Right. I'm just saying, just think where the NBA would be if you had the Knicks as a relevant it'll make it'll make even more money but what i'm saying is they ain't hurting they got some of their they got their most lucrative tv deal while the broadway bozos were exactly what i call them broadway that's bozos. True. they don't need them it's, it, if anything it's a perk it's a bonus but guess what manny because in, in in this sick way and i have a reason why i kill nick fans because they don't understand that it's deeper than basketball with their failures now with Kyrie Irving, and hopefully we get 85% of what KD was prior to the Achilles. You have the New York market. Bruh, <laughs> you don't even I, need I, the Knicks I, anymore. I, 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 I disagree with I, do, I disagree. I disagree with your assessment no. that they don't need the Knicks. Let me tell you why. I, 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 let me, I disagree. Let, let me I tell disagree you why. with you. Because, it, the, see, this is the thing, and, and I'm seeing this now. I'm, I'm, I'm getting in this phase where I'm in the fringe, the old man area. You know what I mean? But I'm, I've, I've come to my realization that it's not about us. We'll, we'll never let go of certain things. We'll never see it as such. But it's these kids, brother. It's the kids. It's not going to be us. Let the Nets kill. Let the Nets be exactly what we think they could be. These kids are going to ride that wave. And the more the Knicks suck, it's going to be these kids who are rocking for Brooklyn. It's inevitable. We can't control uh, it. I just, I disagree. How? I really do. I disagree. Let me, let me control let me, the culture. Me, Look at hip hop. Let me let me let me explain something. Let me explain something. Here he go. I'm not I'm not saying that you are wrong in the sense that the everything that you said was factually correct. They got the biggest deal ever. You know, all these things have happened. The NBA is the NBA is a cash cow. Let's mm-hmm. let's be honest. The NBA is a cash go. cow. Yeah. Defend, your, I get defend your girlfriend. Go ahead. That being said, that being said, well, you gonna kiss there's, nobody certain franchi- there's certain franchises. <laughs> there's certain franchises. My mistress. Yeah. There's, there's certain franchises. That are pillars of their sport. They just are. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can't argue it. Like the NFL is a, is a. I mean, as as big as the NBA is, there's mm-hmm. nothing that tops the NFL. Like right. there's just nothing. The NFL is just otherworldly. Right. Like there's the NFL and there's everything else. Mm-hmm. Right. Even the NFL, there's a dif- there's a different. It's just different when the Cowboys are good. 
It's just different when the Packers are a championship contender. This It's just different when the Raiders are good. You know what I'm saying? Yes, the NFL's going to make money hand over foot when, whether the Titans are, are, are a Super Bowl team, right. whether the, the Bengals, but there's a different type of cachet when it's the Dallas Cowboys or that the are a championship Giants, contender. It ain't the Jets. Or the, or the, new, or the new Year's. I, I, okay, that's an <laughs> unnecessary shot. But, um, how's, the, how, how's Daniel Jones working anyway, out Anyway, let's take anyway. basketball. But anyway, <laughs> but, I mean, you look at baseball. As much as I hate the Yankees, Baseball's better when the Yankees are the evil empire. True indeed. It's just a fact. True indeed. It's just a fact. And I'm not even saying it from a fan perspective. It's from an advertising. It's from right, a business right. perspective. You think you think Downey Paper Towel wants to pay millions of dollars to air a commercial during a Bengals Titans game, no. or do they want to? Or do they want to air a commercial right. during a ten and six so, Dallas so the, Cowboys, so the eleven Nets, and five Packers? The Brooklyn Nets can't generate that with, with two of the biggest they stars can. in the league. But this is, but this is what I will say: the Nets suffer from the same aspect that the, that the same situation that the Clippers do. Yeah. The Knicks are a, the Knicks are the the Nets are a franchise. The Knicks are a brand. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. The right? Nets, you, you speaking right Nets now? Being, I'm projecting the, what the Nets could be now. Well, I know we haven't gotten to that topic, I'm but jumping there. I, I, I really, I'm, I'm not sold that this is gonna work. Oh boy, you want to go there? I, let's, I, let's, well, let's go let's there. Go we there. here. We here. Let's now. go there. Go ahead. You know, ahead. I'm, I'm with you first and foremost. Let's let's be clear because I'm all about transparency on this show. Championships are not won on paper. I'm not a hundred percent sold on the the Kyrie KD aesthetic. One because. You know, it's Kyrie Irving, and you know we just don't know. Every time we think it's supposed to be one way, it doesn't go the way it should go. Exactly. Okay? And and the fact that is, as Kobe Bryant fans, we've seen what the Achilles can do to you. Granted, Kobe was much older with a lot more mileage on his legs when it happened Facts. to him. Uh, I saw Snotty dripping on Twitter make a comment that I thought was pretty was pretty ill. He was saying, let's say worst case scenario, you know, Katie doesn't come back. His skill set means he'd probably end up he'll he'll you know devolve down to maybe prime Dirk. Prime Dirk was still a monster. So if you tell him, you know, it's not a kid. His game wasn't based on, on, on like, high usage and dribbling on. Like, KD is a, is a high-efficient jump shooter. That's never going to change. It's never going to change, right? But I think Kyrie is, is is the linchpin of this whole situation. If Kyrie don't act right, it doesn't matter that he'll have KD, you know? So I'm not saying it'll work, but I'm projecting positivity because the Knicks are so bad that I believe the, the Nets would get these two guys and they would be so good because it would just it would just make sense. In in a story that is New York basketball, of course the Nets would be really good with these two guys, and the Knicks would suffer. I just I'm just for, I'm foreseeing it. I you know, Josh Stradamus, sue me. Okay, um, so as a from from a business perspective and from a basketball perspective, the Nets had to do. Like when you have an opportunity to sign Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, you do it. Like fit fit be damn. I get why the Nets did it. Like. You'd be an idiot not to do it. I mean, the Nets, I mean, you know, we talk all this thing about Brooklyn and Brooklyn being the new wave and all this. The Nets were last in attendance last year. That's a fact. Look it up. The Nets in Brooklyn, New York, with a fun, good, a solid team that made the playoffs in the Eastern Conference, were last in attendance. The Knicks were eighth. That's a fact. Look it up. True. No, these are, you know what I'm saying? 100% fact. Like, the Nets are fighting but, an uphill battle when it comes to the hearts of New Yorkers. I don't, and I just feel like, Nick fans, as much as I troll them and I make fun of them, they are loyal. It is that Stockholm deal. They're not going to convert over. I don't expect the adult man to convert over. I'm looking at the kids. And if it's the kids who see two of the most 
influential players as far as teenagers go, especially Kyrie Irving. The kids love Uncle Drew. If the right. Nets come out of the gate, right, let's say that he's an upgrade over D'Angelo Russell because people got to factor in. This is a playoff team that swapped out D'Lo for Kyrie. You know, say what you want about either player. Kyrie Irving is better than D'Angelo Russell. It is what it is. Let's Absolutely. Say they, let's say they come out of the gate and they're playing well and Kyrie's their Uncle Drew with these saucy layups in New York City. The kids are going to want to go see these games. And by, and, and by way of these kids are the adults who have to buy these tickets for the kids to go see these games. And it's only a matter of time before the conversion begins. It'll never be. It'll never be. New York's. I don't think I don't, inherently it'll take a whole generation for, for the Nets to run New York. But if the yeah, Nets are winning, they will be the talk of the town. It's inevitable. It's just wave culture. Uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe. I, I, I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and say it, it, it cannot happen. Right. Um, I have to see it first. Think and about then, what. I, think about, I, right, boom, man, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a pull at your heartstrings now. Think about how New York gets when the Mets are good. You don't think the Nets would be the same thing for the but, Nets? But that's di- but that's different though. How because so like, like people like to make the Nets and this Mets comparison. First of all. New just, York first. Go ahead. I'm sorry. First of all, the Mets came at a time where the National League was was the net, the New York was robbed of its National League talent. True, teams. true. Like two teams left. Not to mention two New York the greatest always, teams of all time. Carry on. Exactly. Plus, plus New York has always been a National League town. Mm-hmm. They were the National League teams got there before the Yankees. So New York has always, by definition, always been a National League town. Right. And the Mets got there. They t- they took the Giants and the Dodgers colors. Mm-hmm. They embraced being. You know the National League team in New York. It's a little different. You know you you can't make those two comparisons. That being said, could it happen? Absolutely. I think it would take a generation. Like I, I think it would take a sustained run of excellence. Like I think it would take like a Golden State Warriors like run oh. and beyond, beyond. And the Knicks just be an absolute dumpster fire. I, mean, I shouldn't say that. A continued dumpster right, fire. There you go. For that to happen. Fact. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, right now, just on, like, just like, like I hear people saying, like, oh, yeah, next year, that's, no, they no. take it over no New way. York. No like, way, no way. No, no, no. The Knicks have been in, in, in New York since, the what, Nets, 1940? The Nets would like, need to win a championship before we could even have that conversation. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Hell, just get to a final before you could even be on the same table. I mean, they got to two finals, you know? Yeah, but with the jersey, I mean, don't count. I, yeah, and plus, I remember it then. Even even when the Nets getting into the finals, it that shit barely barely was a blip on the radar in New York. You right, you right. You know it. You know you're that. Right, so you're right, you're right. you know, but but we're talking about this from a business perspective. The the, the thing that I want to get into is from a basketball perspective. Mm-hmm. I just I don't love this fit like everybody else seems to like seems to love. Like I just I I have real question marks about this fit. Like to me, this is. This is kind of Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant has the makings of it. Being Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook all over again. I don't think so. I, I think, well, think about it. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. My bad. My I, bad. I just go think ahead. that the uh, the way Westbrook and the way Kyrie approached the, their positions gives gives this more leg room as far as how good it could be because Westbrook is an extremely high efficient player. You know, high, high usage player, but his efficiency is kind of shaky. Kyrie is more efficient. Than, than Russell Westbrook. He has a more a broader game. He has a better jump shot. He can space the floor a lot better. He's not reckless in the fourth quarter like a Russell Westbrook. So there's there's more room for success there. 
I'm not yes. saying he's 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 closer to Steph Curry than Westbrook is as far as the fit next to Kevin Durant. I, I, True, and I, and I think that's where, it, especially in the Eastern Conference, even though the East is getting better, it's still not the West. So there's room right. for the Nets to be good at least at least have inflated win totals because of the conference they play in. I, I agree with that, and and what I mean the comparison to Westbrook, not as far as games, because obviously we know they're just two different, mm-hmm. they're just two different basketball players. I get that. My, my my point is, and when you say he's closer to Steph Curry, I agree with you. He is closer to Steph Curry than he is Russell Westbrook. The difference is, is Steph Curry in a lot of ways is selfless. He's, yes. He, in a lot of ways, he's 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 the ideal superstar because Steph doesn't necessarily like he he welcomed a player that was better than him, right. that was more dominant than him to his team, and was willing to in a lot of ways take a, a back seat after he won two MVPs. True. You know what I'm saying? So Steph is selfless in that sense. I don't know that about Kyrie. That's the question mark that I have. That's a fair assessment. And those are two guys that need the ball in their hands to be successful. Kyrie's not a prototypical point guard in the sense that he's going to make guys better, that he's going to get you easy shot. Kyrie is a scorer. Like, Kyrie is basically a two-guard masquerading as a point guard. Like, let's be fair. That's fair. Now, like now he has some decent point guard skills. I'm not not just completely shit on him as a point guard. I mean, Kyrie is a good point guard. But... He's not a Jason kid. He's not a guy like that. That's just gonna that he's he's not from a leadership perspective. And, and on the court, he's just not that guy. Like he's not a guy that's just gonna make guys around him better. I don't. Um, but I think that that phrase is greatly overstated because, as far as how Steph plays the game, he's not a pure point guard either. He's 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 height high, high he's challenged. He's, he's basically not. a shooting guard as well. I think the key point that you made though is. Steph Curry, I'm saying Steph Curry, Kyrie Irving's disposition, his mental makeup. Mm-hmm. That is that is the, the keyest component here. Will will because things he seems so moody. Some people like to say aloof. I don't think Kyrie is aloof at all. I just think he's moody, bro. And I feel like the many moods of Kyrie and the fact that KD is extremely temperamental as well. That's temperamental. That's, that's an understatement. I'm being nice. <laughs> you know, you put those two guys together. We don't know what we're going to get emotionally. I think and the other aspect of this, too, and I mean to cut you off, yeah. but it's the media aspect of it, too. Yeah, New York. Like, New York is going to eat when, when they get off the gate and it's a slow start, yep. or, you know, let's say, you know, because the other thing about this, too, is, like, KD is, is not going to play next year. Like, the 2019-2020 season, you will not see Kevin Durant. Not, he shouldn't. So you right. essentially, so you, yeah, and I think, the, I, think, I think he won't. So you're essentially back to the Boston situation where you've got Kyrie, and a bunch of young guys and a young coach. True. We saw how that movie ended. Well, now, that's, that's an apples know, to orange now, comparison now, because now, I look you, at the situation is, is, is guys over there in, in Brooklyn are not, the, the egos in Brooklyn don't exist where they were in Boston. There's true, a lot of egos in Boston. True, true, very true. But my point is that you're putting Kyrie in a similar situation as that you're you're putting, for, at least for the first year, mm-hmm. Kyrie's the guy. He's yeah. the man. He's the guy that's got to be the face of the team. He's got to be the guy that's going to answer all the questions after a tough loss. He's right. the guy that everybody's going to run to after a big win. He's the guy that is going to be the guy. And we've seen Kyrie in that situation before, and he failed. He failed. Let's be honest. He failed miserably at it. I disagree. Now, was it, now, was it all his fault in Boston? No, absolutely not. Like, I think a lot of people have jumped on the Kyrie bandwagon as far as blaming him for everything that happened this year right. when there was multiple parties at fault. Brad Stevens admittedly said he did, he didn't do a good job coaching this team last year. So Brad Stevens shared the lion's share of the blame as well. You know, Danny Ainge, other players on that team. So it, it, it's unfair to just say Kyrie Irving was the issue. Now, Kyrie was a major problem. 
I think you would agree with that. Kyrie had a had a major had a major part in that script, but it wasn't all Kyrie. But the issue is like he's going to be gone for the first year, so now you have Kyrie and some young guys mixed with some veterans. Is that te- the team as we as currently constituted next year? Now, of course, they'll make additions. They'll they'll make a trade at the deadline. Who knows? But as currently constituted, that's a you know are they a six seven well, eight, you know fifty? I'm going to yeah. swoop in here and and I'll say that. We, we, we get we suffer from recency bias as sports fans a lot of times and people forget and I'm not saying as you but I, I'm starting to feel like you are that the first year when players were in Boston when players were egoless and they understood the pecking order in Boston they were about 48 and 17 or somewhere 48 and 20 48 and 22 absolutely when, when Kyrie Irving got hurt because players played their role the issue, right. the issue this year was you had people like Terry Rozier, air quote, sacrificing, please. Jason Tatum wanted to I- expand more. The real issue in Boston was never Kyrie. It was the fact that you had to re- reincorporate Gordon Hayward, who didn't deserve the minutes that he was getting played. He was getting paid at a certain premium, but the man could not play uh-huh. at the level that they needed to play. And the fact that he occupies the same spaces on the floor as Tatum made things mm-hmm. disjointed these these are the issues that were taking place in boston it wasn't just it's, easy, it's easy to blame kyrie Irving because he is the face and he and he has such a blameable face and a blameable attitude that yeah let's blame this guy but in reality you have all these egos a coach leaning on the player danny age who kind of let kyrie out the, he hung kyrie out there to dry as well it was a combination of things that made it easy for kyrie to say foh and leave because people 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 need to keep it 100 Boston, as an organization, hung Kyrie out there. Some of his own teammates hung Kyrie out there because Kyrie didn't want to deal with the nonsense. Guys like Jalen Brown throwing subs. Jalen Brown, you're a bust. By, by, by all accounts, where you were drafted at, you're a bust. Who are you to talk to Kyrie Irving? You know what I'm saying? Terry Rozier, you're a career 39% shooter. Who are you to talk to Kyrie Irving? You had one good moment in the playoffs, and you let people gas you. Into, oh, I, he carried the team in the playoffs. No, he didn't. He had a good series and did not show up in the conference finals. No, he didn't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, I don't want to hear none of this. Kyrie this, Kyrie that. But in reality, it was it was a, conf, a congruence of events, including Kyrie Irving, that led to his exit. I look at the Brooklyn Nets. Karis LeVert is not, a, is not an ego player. Spencer Dinwiddie is not an ego player. Jared Allen is one of the best rim protectors in the league off the rim. They, 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 they three-point uh-huh. specialists, no ego there. These guys know their role. They know what it's about. They know what it's hitting for. And that, when you go to New York, Brooklyn... It's a similar situation to Boston year one. And Kyrie Irving attracting all the attention to double and triple teams. These young players who established themselves already with D'Angelo Russell now can shine even more because of the orbit that is Kyrie Irving. So people should kind of be afraid of Brooklyn from that perspective. But it's when the KD, because now you, you made a point. It is a situation where... Is Gordon Hayward 2.0, Boston 2.0. Because when KD does come back, all these players now have to take a step back. And that's where we'll truly see the leverage and, and the potential of this, this Brooklyn Net team. But I think because I feel you can slot KD into any situation and it'll be good because of the fact that he does not have to dribble to score. People should be uh-huh. afraid of Brooklyn basketball-wise, but the personality conflict is an issue. You you said a lot of great things there. I mean, I can't I can't disagree with anything that you said. I think the thing that changed that Boston situation was that you know I, you were right. They were forty eight and seven, whatever the number was, yeah. with Kyrie and everybody would do their. You were absolutely right. But what changed was Kyrie got hurt, mm-hmm. and that team and probably and probably made a run to the conference finals. And let's be fair, you know, game seven. If it wasn't for 
some bad shots by Terry Rozier, uh, some bad shots by Marcus facts. Smart. The Celtics win that game and they get to a final. That changed everything. Yeah. That that changed everything because what happened was those young guys got an ego, and it's hard to say like. Hey, don't get an ego. But if you're Jason Tatum, like, yo, we got to a game seven of a finals without you, B. Now you come in here and you taking my shots. You taking my shot. Granted, we all know you Kyrie Irving. We all know you a bad dude. But, right. dog, we got to a, we almost got to a finals without you. But you can't you come up in here now and try to, try to you know, pull rank and be like, oh, now it's my team again. Uh, nice nice job, young pups. <laughs> but, 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 the shot, but the crown is still mine. But like, do you want to yeah. win? That's the question. But those are young guys They're impressionable And I think the thing also Is social media The media yeah. itself yeah. Yes These guys yes. Up, yes. Saying Jason Tatum Got next You know Jalen Brown Got next You know Oh my god Terry Rozier Scary Terry Scary Terry uh, You know Drew Bledsoe Endorsing <laughs> like, like all these things Are happening So they're young guys They're impressionable You know Egos get involved And it happens Like you know what I'm saying? It happens. It happens. I can't I, wait. I, I agree for, with you. I can't I wait for Rosier to fade into obscurity in Charlotte. And then when, when when the facts come to the table and he's shooting 42, percent you know, having a 30 usage rate, and 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 he can't and he can't produce at the level he thinks he's capable of, Mister Sacrifice himself. But anyway, we got to move on. We just spent the first half of the show in New York City. My bad. Hell, hell of a conversation, <laughs> though. Good content as always. Um, Golden State. Part of this whole KD maneuver, you know, losing KD, I guess you want to say adding D'Angelo Russell. A lot of people are hopping off that train. Is, is talking to missing the playoffs and all this and that, and it, it's it's kind of comical to me that now you take KD off and now and now they're what like like the Lakers in 2013 without Kobe. Like so, Steph Curry isn't there. I know Clay is gone, at least until February of next year. But if you're telling me you have the player who broke basketball and one of the best defensive players and a facilitator in the league, and you have D'Angelo Russell who will have no defensive attention play- paid to him, he's going to be able to cook, right? How is this team missing the playoffs? I, you know, I I, I, I low-key love everything Golden State has done this, this offseason. From the D'Lo move to the, to the get, bringing back Looney to bringing in Cauley Stein for, for even more defensive help, getting younger, low-key. I kind of mm-hmm. like these moves. Where are you at with the Golden State Warriors? I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. I think the the this this narrative that the Warriors dynasty is over right. has been has been greatly exaggerated. Um, it, 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 I would say it's over. I think it, it's on pause. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's changed a little bit, but I don't think it's over. I mean, when you still can trot out there, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson when he's healthy, Draymond Green, that coach. That that that, and I'm a big believer in culture. That culture, that culture of winning, right. that culture of being the, the dominant team in the NBA for a five year period. That's big. Yes, it is. And then and then and and like you said, they've low key added some good pieces. I love the Willie Colley Stein move. I, I just I absolutely love that move. I thought that was a genius move. Yeah, he's a rim protector. He's a big like. When's the last time they've had a legitimate? I know, I know, Demarcus was there, but you know, Demarcus was a little hampered. But like a legitimate rim protector, big man. You know, since Javale, really. Yeah, and he's Javale without the goofy antics. Yeah, he's he's a he's a he's a better Javale McGee in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So. I think that was a that was a smart move. That was a steal. Like, how did they? How did the league let the Warriors get Willie Cauley Stein? Crazy. And then D'Angelo Russell is a big time move because it works one of two. It could work either way. It could work as an addition to that mm-hmm. team for the long term, 
or he's a trade piece that they can get another superstar oh, or, or multiple a, pieces or a multitude pieces yep. and some draft picks by the way yep. in the future as early as next February so I, I really love what the Warriors have done. I think the war like look like I know people are going to sit there and say, hey, oh, they got they lost KD and lost the it got D'Angelo Russell, so that's a downgrade. Oh, no matter what, <laughs> no matter what move they made, it was going to seem like a downgrade. They lost one of the twenty greatest players in the history of the NBA. Yeah. Like any any move they made outside of like getting you know. LeBron or, or, LeBron or AD or Anthony Davis <laughs> or Kawhi Leonard like outside of getting any one of those or Giannis somehow yeah. like outside of getting these guys like no move was going to was was going to compare to that like not like any player by comparison is going to is going to But the thing is people so, I'm not factoring in is that Golden State system now minus KD yes. You, yes. Ha- you have a player now who can slot into that system of ball movement you know Teamwork, unselfishness, and get high quality looks because people forget D'Lo's a scorer. You know, he averaged 21 a game last year. So now you're telling him he gets to share the court with Steph Curry, who's going to get a double and triple team at all times. He's going to get to cook. And then when Clay Thompson comes back around, let's say February, March, the floor opens up even more. Let's say they keep D'Angelo Russell. Mm-hmm. This. Don't be surprised. I know, and I'm going to jump out the window. It's, it's July, whatever. This team can go right back to the finals. Draymond is, oh, Draymond is still alive. Steph Curry is absolutely. still alive. Klay Thompson is coming back. He's alive. And you get a young scorer. And not this, the defense is going to suffer because you're going to miss Iguodala. If they let Livingston, Livingston go, I'm concerned about these moves. But if you're telling me that the core is still in place and you have a young guy who can benefit from the attention of everyone else, why can't they be good? Why not? And they kept Kevin Looney or Kevin Looney. Right. So that's a big move, too. How do we know uh, that D'Lo won't be Harrison Barnes from 2015, 2016? How do we know? You know? I just think that I think that everybody's so quick to write off the Warriors because they hate the Warriors. Uh-huh, they hate this uh-huh. run that there's been on. So I think everybody's just like, just die already. Just die already. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, no, they're not going away anytime soon. Now, I, I will say this. The West is wide open. Yeah, like, oh, if, they, sure. if, if there was ever any year where one of these teams are going to break through. And I was telling our man, uh, BTG, shout out to BTG, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was telling him when he was on the show a few weeks back that I'm like, the 2019-2020 NBA season is going to remind me of the 93-94 NBA season. Yeah, Remember that 93-94 yes, yes. season when Jordan retired and all these teams felt like, hey, we got to do something in this window here because we don't know, you know, we got to take advantage while the Warriors are down. And when I say they're down, they're not the prohibitive favorites. They're not the, like, you close your eyes right now and say the Warriors are going to get to the final. They're not that. Nah. I think you would agree. I agree with it, 100%. There, is, know, no, so there is no favorite, team, in my opinion. Yeah, right there, now. there's no favorite in the Western Conference. Even the Lakers with, with, with Anthony Davis and LeBron, and God forbid Where? they get Kawhi Leonard. You know what I'm saying? That's going to take some time to adjust. Yep. Even those three guys changing how, who's going who's gonna, to who's gonna take a step back, who's going to change their game, who's going to change their role on the team. Like, all that is going to take some time. So, right now, I would say the Western Conference is as wide open as it's ever been. And teams like Portland, that's why you're seeing teams like Portland, teams like Utah, they're going for it. They're making these moves because they're like, yo, we may have a year, two-year window where we can actually make some noise, maybe sneak into a final. So we're going to go for it. Hands Um, down. Can I ask you another question about the Western Conference? What the hell are the Houston Rockets doing? They've done nothing. 
Oh, the all, the, the all, genius, all, the genius GM Daryl Morey, the guy that basically invented basketball. Are they standing the, the, back? The, no, you don't. You, you can't dis, you can't disrespect the Houston Rockets and the and the and the genius of Daryl Morey, the man who invented basketball. The, I don't know. The, the, you know, the, you know, the, in the his, in the pantheons of, of innovators in basketball, there's James Naismith, <laughs> there's Jerry West, and then there's Daryl Morey. I mean, you let some people in the media tell you Daryl Morey basically created. Daryl Morey was in the it was in the gym with Dr. Naismith when he created basketball. Really? No. Um, I mean, but no, seriously. Um, I think the Rockets are a classic tale of a team that just missed their opportunity. I go back, I go back to game six of the Western Conference Finals 2018 Mm -hmm. and I said it to you many times when we did shows together, I said when you got a championship team on the ropes, when you got them barely hanging on, you gotta go for that knockout punch. You gotta knock them out, you gotta kill them, you gotta drive that stake in their heart because if you let them off the mat, and you blow that opportunity to win a championship, like some teams never recover. I saw the Kings. Yeah. The Kings had the Lakers right where they wanted them. And what happened? They let them off the mat. And, and the Kings never. They were cooked. <laughs> done. I, the, the Rockets kind of remind me of the Sacramento Kings from indeed, way back when. Indeed. They had a squad, they had a good team. They had an opportunity to break through. They never took advantage of their opportunities. But to me, the, the even beyond the Western Conference Finals a couple years ago, Game five, uh, game five of this past postseason. Okay, KD, KD gets hurt. I, you disagree with me because you you like to defend James Harden. I know what I saw in that game. That's, that was that's why I that him. was that was a legacy game for James Harden. For me, that was a legacy. That was a legacy defining moment for right. James Harden. Right. Like when you have one of your contemporaries, your rival, the guy that you are chasing and aspiring to be, the guy that is taking your championships from you, in Kevin Durant, he goes down. If you're James Harden. There is not a chance in hell I'm blowing that game. I'm letting that. I, I'm. I don't care. I don't care what Golden State does. Wow. I'm like, yo, we're go. I'm take. I'm that, like. There's just certain moments where you are when you are a great player. You have to just say, you know what? I'm not letting my team lose this game. But it I'm doesn't. Not, it doesn't always work like that, Manny. That's that. That's I know what, it that's, that's why you and I always disagree on this topic. Because I'm not saying that it you, always you, works like that. You saying that kind of discredits the opponent. Like Golden State was supposed to just lay down, let let, let it happen. Golden State Dog, stepped up. Three, you got to give Golden the State the credit before you do. The man took hard. three shots. The man took three shots. What? Like how he scored. Like how he scored 35 points in the fourth quarter, and it was just nip and tuck Manny. back and forth. Manny. And Golden State but by it, the skin but it of wasn't, teeth. It was a nip and tuck game. It was a nip and tuck game, but what I'm, what I'm saying is James Harden disappeared. If James he didn't disappear. Yes, he did. No, he, he didn't. took three shots. No, he didn't. He took three shots in the entire game, in the entire second So that half. means he disappeared. So that's all you saw, yes. man. That's, that's all you saw, right? You okay. remember, remember when we had this argument before and I, and I told you you didn't know basketball? Because you knew it was going to come up. You know what I'm saying? We Go ahead. Talk, yeah, because you're right. What, because every time, what, what every time I say something I disagree, you because disagree with. Yelling, I don't know basketball. Yelling okay, doesn't make you right, bro. Like, I'm asking you what you saw. And, and, what did and you just see? because I don't and just nah, because I don't agree with forget, you doesn't, forget doesn't agreeing with me. We talk, we're talking about it right now. What did you see in that game? In the fourth I saw quarter? a guy. I saw a guy that that wilted under pressure. I thought that's, I, I saw what, a guy that was passive. That's what I you thought, saw. I saw a guy that lacked aggressiveness. <laughs> right. That I, I, that's what I saw. Right. Right. That's what I saw. So forget the basketball. You 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 harping on your emotions towards this player. That's what we talking about right now. What am, 
what emotions? I, I'm telling you what I saw. You mad emotional when it comes to James Harden, and sometimes I just don't understand because I'm tired of people telling me because I'm tired of people telling me James Harden is this great player, this once in a lifetime generational talent that that is going to win championships. The guy is proven. The guy is proven. No, the media said that. I'm not saying you. I'm saying the media. And I'm tired of people anointing this man when when there's a large sample size of him crumbling. So let me crumbling under pressure. Yes. The 2012 NBA Finals. Yes. The the 2012 NBA Finals. Uh He shot Oklahoma City out of the finals. Shot him out the finals. He's upset. Like, like, let's be fair. Like, no, I'm just saying, like, like, like let's be fair, bro. Like, like I'm trying I to be, people try to... I'm trying to be fair, but you see, this is the thing I talk about. You get so emotional when it comes to James Harden that it's like, I, you know, I don't, I don't know. It doesn't matter what I say. You know what I mean? What What are you gonna say? What What, what, what are you gonna say? That, what are you gonna say? Go ahead. Let me ask you a question first. I'm gonna, I'm gonna defend my, my my argument again on wax when it comes to Harden and you. But let's okay. go. To, let's go to the NBA Finals for a second. What did you see? Okay. What did you see from Steph Curry in the finals? When, when Clay wasn't on the floor. When, 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 Clay, fi- when Clay wasn't on the floor. Well, he got double teamed and mm-hmm. triple teamed and right. boxed in one and and, and, and what did teams he do? were focused what, on. What did he do with the ball? He passed. Right. So or like, tried to anyway. And, no, he gave the ball up. Right. And yeah. That, and well, that wasn't the, the the right basketball decision. Here we go. No, Here we go no, with no, the right no, basketball no, 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 decision. Don't hesitate now. Don't hesitate now. <laughs> Was it not the right basketball decision? Oh, my God. Yes, it was. Yes. It was. Now now we're going to go back two rounds. Because he... But are you really comparing Steph Curry to James Harden? I am. And I'm going to do it right now. I'm going to do it right now. We, we, we go back to the conference semifinals, which for all intents and purposes was the conference finals, right? Basically. It might not have been ballyhooed as a boxing one, but as much as you want to kill Harden, right? The Golden mm-hmm. State Warriors, more than any other player in the playoffs that they went up against, completely sold out to get the ball out of James Harden's hands. And and, and, and it's like the fact that you, you went on this whole diatribe, you yelled and ranted and raved and didn't once discuss that. They put Steph Curry on him. Not even Steph Curry. They, they led with, with uh, Clay, right? Then you had Steph Curry shading to the left side. You had Iguodala shading to the right side. And you had Kevon Looney at the basket. They dared anyone else to beat him. So how the hell can James Harden be wrong when he's getting damn near quadruple teamed to passing the ball to open shooters who could not make shots? Then it's like the thing about NBA players and NBA fans, and it's like I sit back and I laugh sometimes because it's funny. I'm a Kobe guy. And it's like, all right, you know, the Kobe fan in me, I would love to see James Harden take these shots. But then it's like you can't have your you can't have your cake and eat it too. Because Kobe would attack that defense and shoot 24%, and we would lose that game. And then the people would kill Kobe for shooting him out of the game and why he didn't give up the ball. Now you're killing Harden for but seeing. But it's not even so oh, much to shoot it. I let you talk. You know Bro, what I'm saying? Right. Harden is there seeing the defense, allowing them to come to him and say, all right, I have three-point shooters everywhere. Can y'all make a shot? If I'm getting quadruple team and I'm giving up the ball, because I'm not 6'6", I'm not 220, I can't go to the basket or jump over and shoot over these guys. I need my teammates to free me up. I lost Steph Curry in the finals. It was the same exact defense. They dared anyone else, anyone else on the Rockets, the audacity of Golden State to dare anyone else on the Rockets to beat them. And they didn't get it done. And you telling me about James Harden? 
What the hell else could he do? You want him to go, you want him to attack that defense and shoot 25% just so you could say that he tried to shoot over the defense? That's nonsense. That's complete nonsense. That goes against the principles of basketball. He made the right basketball decision over and over again. Notice, you were the only one killing hard in this postseason because everyone else saw the defense that they played. They sold out to stop the best scorer in the league, and it worked. Get it? How about you give the Golden State Warriors credit for playing a hell of a defensive game against the best scorer in the league? You, I don't know what they're hard. They're hard to not give you an autograph and say like, why do you hate this man so much? I don't hate. I don't hate him. I'm just tired of man. people. I'm just. I'm just. I'm just tired of people telling me how great he is. And hey. there's this large sample size of a guy. Like I don't care about regular season numbers. Play like that's great. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. That's play wonderful. But in the postseason, it's like okay. <laughs> when I asked you, when I asked you on my show, uh-huh. how do you justify James Harden? One of the you would agree one of the top ten players in the NBA, right? Yeah, Arguably yeah, top yeah. five. Nah, yeah, Arguably top, top, top 10, five. Top ten. You have this is what now three years ago now. Mm-hmm. You have a game six at home, facing elimination. The Spurs are down their three, two of their three best players, right? And you lose by thirty nine points, and you score fourteen. And then you tell me he was tired. He was. He was tired. He was. What's the problem? Was that he, was so, he was so tired. This is the problem I, this is the problem I have Ay, with you, pobre, you sports pobrecito. fans. Pobrecito. He was this, tired. This is the problem, the problem I have uh, with you sports fans. You know, how many, how, many, how many superstar wing players have won with a six-man rotation against a high-level competition team like the, 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 the San Antonio Spurs? Like, can you name one? Can, can you name one? Can you name one? I'm asking you. I'm asking you the question. Can you name one? No. They were missing their two best players, and, and you didn't, your squad didn't even show up. So, so, so they didn't even show up. So let me ask you a question. So the Come Rockets, on, the, Rockets Come on. the Rockets missing players, and D'Antoni stupid ass only playing six players and playing James Harden, the primary ball handler, the primary everything, the entire game means that he should have a full tank of gas because the NBA is 2K now? This, these things don't matter? The, 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 the entire scope of the situation shouldn't matter because uh, your narrative, it's the narrative that you want to push? Uh, it's the thing. Like, uh, this, y'all, y'all, y'all kill me with this shit. Y'all really kill me with this. Y'all forget the facts because y'all want the story. The facts are the no, facts. I'm just, you I'm want just the, saying. No, you, I, want, you want the narrative. You want, oh, he went in with his guns blazing. He was so, he was so thorough in that game and they still lost by 28. Bullshit. He was tired. It is what it is. Okay. He was tired. He was. He, he, was tired. he, he takes the You're shots right. in game seven against Golden State. You're hating uh-huh. ass. He takes every <laughs> shot that he normally takes in any situation. You know, and things, that's what I'm saying. Like, you are irrational when it comes to hard. Last year in game seven, he took all the shots and missed every last one of them. You you got mad. They quadruple teamed him against Golden State this year. He asked his teammates to help him out. You getting mad. The only thing that's going to satisfy you is, is Houston winning with Harden. There is no argument that Harden could win in your favor. So so why even, like, have to debate? Just be honest. You don't like him. It is what it is. Oh, you don't like I, him. I'm not, I'm not a fan of his. Yes, so, you're right. So let's move on to the next topic. But man. we know that. But, we, but we, we've established We're going to move on. We go, we, but we've we established go, that. What we if go, what we, if we go, never not established that? We going to Boston. Go ahead. Kemba Walker. Another guard. There's a lot of guards moving around in the league this year. A lot of guard. Guard oriented. Do you, with, with Rosier gone, but essentially, Rosier gone, I think Al Horford is gone. Is this a fifth seed in the East now? Or, or, or now Tatum gets to shine and Gordon gets to shine. Is it going to fit Gordon, Tatum, Kemba? That's the three, right? Uh... 
Yeah, yeah. Well, right now on paper, barring any other moves. Okay. I, mean, you- I, I, I still think they got some more moves to make, um, but we'll see. Um, I, I think uh, I like what Boston has done. Okay. I think they've. I think. I, I think they're another team that everybody's greatly exaggerated their demise. First and foremost, I'm a, like I said, I'm a big believer in culture. I'm a right, big believer right. in infrastructure. The, the Celtics have culture for days, obviously, and they have probably the best GM or one, if not top two or three GMs in this sport. Um, I don't get the irrational hate for for Danny Ainge. Like I, I, I don't really understand <laughs> it. Um, and they have arguably top two or three coaches in the NBA. Last season included, right. I know it wasn't the greatest greatest looks for him. He self admittedly didn't do a good job, but I think most basketball fans would agree that Brad Stevens is in the discussion as one of the best coaches in the NBA. I um, it. Um, they still have Jason Tatum, who had a down year by by his standards, had a down year for his sophomore year. He had a so he had a sophomore slump. No, I no, no, no way to excuse that or argue it. It, it is what it is. He did have a great year. Um, his numbers reflect that. Um, I still believe in Jason Tatum going forward. I still believe that he could be a star. I think he, I still get. I still believe that he's one of the pieces for that franchise to build around. Um, I disagree with you on Jalen Brown. Is Jalen Brown a superstar? No, but I wouldn't call him a bust. Like I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna sit here and call Jalen Brown a bust. Like that. That that's a little strong for me. But he's a bust. I, I think, oh, he's not. Yo, he's is been he, in the league as long as he, Russell, and he's really he's a role player. Drafted it in the top five. Stop. Stop it. Wow. But, Stop wow. it. Baylor would tell you he's a bust. He's a West Coast guy. He's a bust. Kwame Brown, a bust is 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 is, is uh oh boy the, so, the right, Cavs pick you know, number one from if, UNLV. If, that's fair. a bust. All right, if you if you if you if you want to have a semantics argument around what a bust is, that's fair. But, I'll get I'll grant you that. Let me finish my topic. All right, go ahead. But but okay, so uh disagreeing with your bust commentary, Jalen Brown is, a, is still that's still a decent piece. Like, I still like Boston. Like, I, I'm not ready to write off Boston. Now. Okay. Are they the... I, I think they're similar to the Warriors in the sense, like, are they the prohibitive favorites? Like, are we going to go into the season, you know, writing down Boston as they're, they are guaranteed to get to the finals? No. no. Yeah. Absolutely not. I think they'll be in the mix. I think they'll be in the conversation. Like, to me, like, if Kawhi leaves Toronto, Toronto definitely takes a, a um, huge fallback. You know what I, I would have liked, I, though? I would have liked if they would have given up Gordon Hayward in that sign and trade. You know? I, 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 I'm I still co- I'm concerned about Tatum and, and Hayward's relationship I am, on the floor. I am, too. I am, too. I, I agree with you. I think that Boston's not a perfect piece or right. a perfect made-up made team just yet. I still think they have some question marks. Um, the Gordon Hayward thing is is big. Is a big issue of him like being a bad teammate or a bad guy or a situation. It's just that he got hurt and you drafted a rookie and the rookie played well and now you're incorporating this guy who had a serious injury back into the and he may not fit. So right. I, I think it's a I think it's a situation like that. So yeah, I agree with you. I think they definitely have to I figure that like out. I would like to but, see like if they could find a way to, to trade. If Gordon looks anything close to his former self, now that he's kind of a year and some change removed from that ankle or the foot, whatever it was, like if he. If he can look like himself, if they could trade him for a few pieces, I'd be okay with that because I'm not, as a person, as a basketball fan, I'm not comfortable with having your three best players be guys who need to dribble, need to dominate the basketball in order to be effective. Two, you, you can win with two, but someone needs to be, if not a facilitator, a high-efficient, low-dribble player. You know, and right now in Boston, I just don't see it working unless, excuse me, unless Kemba finds a balance that, 
Kyrie couldn't find or Rozier couldn't find. If I feel like not having Rozier and having like a less than backup point guard, or maybe a Marcus Smart coming off the bench in the six man role, maybe that can help. But this this team still if they have the talent to still be dangerous. But in the coach, they still have a, a good coach who who I don't think I don't think Stevens is a coach for superstar talent. But for like guys, the, the roster he has right now better suits his personality than a Kyrie Irving type of player. Maybe mm-hmm. they can figure some things out, but I think another roster tweak is in order for it to really make sense for me. Yeah, they're not a, they're not a ready made team just yet. They're, they're not it. a complete team right now, you know. But I but I but I will say this: the Nick Wrights of the world, the, the people that are basically over exaggerated now that the that the Celtics are going to basically go thirty seven and forty one or bugging. something like that. Like they are tripping right now. Like there's no way the Celtics are still going to be in the mix. Um, they're going to be in the discussion for to come out of the East, especially right. if Toronto takes a step back. And I think that that bumps them up even more. Like I think it's I think right now as current constituted now we don't know what Kawhi's decision is so I'll leave Toronto out of it mm-hmm. but right now as currently and obviously KD's not going to play next year as currently constructed I think the East is a three a three team race right now with Philly Boston and uh, and Milwaukee so I noticed that you didn't mention Toronto because we, you know us and everyone else all over the world are waiting for that Kawhi decision. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna tie in the Kawhi to some quick Laker talk. I, I, the Lakers haven't done much yet, but I just I feel like we owe it to the listeners to talk about it. Um, right, Laker fan, us we want Kawhi, you know, but we don't need Kawhi. I think you're in the same boat with me. It's like if we don't get him, that's okay. You know what I'm saying? But like, what do you think needs to happen here? Like, why do you think that like Kawhi is taking so long? Like, I, I know I'm asking you to speculate, but damn. Well, here's the here's the thing. I, if you if you were telling if you were asking me this question last Saturday mm-hmm. or even last Sunday, I would say yeah, we don't need Kawhi. It's a luxury if we get Kawhi. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously if you if Kawhi even hints at the opportunity at the at the at the at the want to want to play for you, then you you owe it to yourself and your fan base to go after him. Indeed. That being said. There's a lot of free agents that have come off the board oh, now. A goodness. lot of guys that could have helped the Lakers. So I feel like the Lakers are now in a Kawhi or bus mode in a lot of ways. This reminds me of 2014 they, when we waited for Melo and missed everything. Yeah. Like, they, they, they're in a situation now where they kind of have to get Kawhi now because, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, now, Fact. because if they don't, everybody's going to be looking at them like, damn, you waited this long and you came away with nothing. Like, now you almost have to. Like, that's the pro- that's the problem with playing this waiting game. And then you ask me how what's t- why is the reason he's taking so long? Yes. Who the hell knows, man? I, uh, I can't speculate for these dudes. Uh, like, like to me, I-, I love how these athletes take forever to make. Like, I would love to take a week to decide what what billion dollar organization is going to decide to pay me forty million dollars a year. Like, I would love I would love to have that. Like, in in, in the in the pantheon of life goals, that's mm-hmm. one of them. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying. Oh, but yeah. who knows? Like who knows? Uh, you hear a lot of different things. You don't know what to believe. You hear that he's trying to, you know, he's 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 trying to decide. You know, he's having separate meetings with LeBron and AD mm-hmm. and Magic, and mm-hmm. he's trying to decide if the Lakers the Lakers instability worries him. But he just really doesn't want to be in Toronto because he's an LA guy, wants to go back home. But you know, Bob. I mean, you just who knows? Who the hell knows? Right. So who I'll, knows? I'll come in on the other side and I'll work backwards. Pause. Okay. Um. I think that the worst thing that happened in this whole situation was Toronto winning the championship. I think Kawhi was fully mentally prepared to be a rental and go about his business. But then the country embracing him, the game-winning shot, 
beating the Warrior, not the Warriors, because they ain't beat the Warriors. I don't care what y'all yeah. say about all of that. <laughs> I don't want to hear about injuries. Keep the same energy. Why, why y'all told me for years they beat teams with injuries, so y'all didn't keep the same energy, so why should I? You know, they, beat, they beat the Warrior, you know what I mean? And I, But winning that championship, the love and adulation made this a complicated choice. The fact that he went to Toronto, had this glorious meeting, and still hasn't chosen a team yet tells us that this is a complicated choice. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I understand why it's difficult, but damn it, bro. Keep it Make real with you. Make a decision. Make decision Everybody right. yeah. else knew where they was going to go months ago. Think about how fast free agency went. All these players knew where they were going, right? So and It's co- just a bad... Of course, Kawhi would be the guy to take 10 years to make a choice. Holding up my and damn podcast in the process. I'm upset. Go ahead, <laughs> Go ahead. That's, that's what he really upset, folks. You damn the right. fact that, he had, that he's been delaying this damn show forever. You, oh no, God. I mean, it, it just, it's just a bad look, too. Like, you know what I mean? You, 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 I know that the players don't owe franchises anything, but you, you know what I mean? You owe it to the franchise to say, you know what? Hey, let me make this. Let me not, per, you know, let me not. You know, protract this thing long and long, so allow yeah. you guys to make moves. Like it's just the it's the it's the courteous thing. He doesn't have to, but it's just a courteous thing. Like don't don't waste these teams' time. If you really make a decision already, go ahead and sign so these teams can get on with their lives and 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 find ways to improve their teams. Because Agreed. you know, because because let's say he holds out to Saturday, dog. That's a full week. That's Yo, a full seven days. I will go like, to Barclays just to boo his ass if he if he doesn't make a decision by tomorrow. That's it. Yeah, it's gotta be by tomorrow, man. Like you, you have to make this decision by tomorrow. Listen, because that's right. And I feel like some free agents haven't signed because they're waiting on it. Yo, like he's ha- waiting. he has stalled the entire process. There's gonna be a flurry of moves once he picks a damn team. Jeez. Yeah, because because you because you have. T- Three teams in particular mm-hmm. that are going to have a cap space situation where they're going to have to fill players because this guy decided to sign with the other team. So those guys are holding out like, damn, and I could probably get some cash from Toronto if Kawhi leave. I could get some cash from LA. And to if, that if, point if, that you made, I'm going to go glass half full on missing out on players with the Lakers. I think that there's still players out there. I don't think I think people should start looking at Danny Green. I think Danny Green's decision is completely contingent on what Kawhi does. If Kawhi goes back to mm-hmm. Toronto, Danny Green's going to Toronto. You know what I mean? Right. But there's still a lot of players out here, you know, kind of like, like a, a Markeith Morris from Boston. I really want him for the Lakers. I think Morris next to AD is beautiful. You know? True. They, I, yeah. think, I think the Dragic move, get, Miami's trying to get off that contract, could be something the Lakers could be interested in doing. It's, it's an expiring deal as well. There's, I think Quinn Cook just got renounced. There's players around the league right now who can help the Lakers mm-hmm. that, that, that are still available. So, I, you know, it would have been nice to have a D'Angelo Russell or a Malcolm Brogdon. But, like, some of the money these guys went for, and that's going to be the last thing we talk about quickly, some of the money that they went for makes me think that the Lakers are never truly in on these guys. Maybe not Maybe not deal. I think, I think Golden State messed the game up with, with Yeah, I think so. I but, think they, but, like, I think the they fired up. Deals and yeah. a, few other, a few of these other players who got damn near 25 million per, I'm like, we weren't getting those guys regardless. So You I, know the biggest, you know the two biggest moves that like really hurt me that the Lakers weren't in on or ahead. whatever was, was Pat Bev yeah. and uh, yeah. J.J. Reddick. Because right, I, I, right. I really, those I would have loved J.J. Reddick. You know what I mean? Those, those are, you know, just imagine, just imagine if this whole Kyrie, Kawhi, Kyrie, keep calling Kyrie, Kawhi situation uh, wouldn't have been this Longly drawn out and, pro- and protracted, uh-huh, uh-huh. you know that's a that, that could have been the backcourt for the Lakers hurt. right there. Those hurt. Those moves definitely yeah, hurt. Even yeah. even Carly Stein, I had my eye on him for the Lakers. Yes, you know, yes. Like some a couple yeah. of those moves hurt, but but in the big picture, they're still very very useful plays because people have to understand. And I say this to, to Laker Nation. 
If you're telling me that our core three is LeBron, AD, and Kuz, we're still doing better than 90% of the NBA. It's okay. Absolutely. You know, yeah. even not, not so much the Jared Dudley signing, but the Troy Daniels signing. I like that. You need a shooter. I you like know that what deal, mean? yeah. And so, I like the Jared Dudley one. I, I like the Jared Dudley one. Dudley talk crazy about Kobe, and, and I don't like him for that. It, it, yeah, I, 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 don't, I, don't like, I don't like him. Yeah, I don't like him, but I, I'm, I'm... You get it. I have to be realistic. I get it. Like, right, he, he's, he's, he, serves, he serves a piece. Yeah, but he does talk spicy about Kobe. But I, I, need, I, I need this guy to make a decision because if, if Morris comes off the board and we don't get him, that's when I'm going to lose it because I need him as our four or our five because I, I look at that team. He's a grown man. He could do a little... He's a Swiss Army knife. So he could step out, shoot the three. He got a little mini range. He could post. He could defend. He could help out on switches. We That's the type of player that we need. I, I, I still, agree. I'm holding out hope even though I know better. But I'm holding out hope that we could somehow end up with Danny Green. If, if we get like Danny Green, Quinn Cook, and, and Morris after Kawhi goes back to Toronto, I'm happy with that. I'm very happy with that. You know what I mean? So, but, but we'll see. But... I'll wrap it up on this free agency episode on this, right? We I spoke about the exorbitant amount of money flying yeah. around. I'm not going to list this because, you know what, the people who, who are listening to the gray area, y'all know what's going on. Y'all know the contract. I'm not about to list all these contracts for y'all. Is it is it just one contract that made you rise, raise your eyebrows and say, why the hell is he getting so much money? Not to count his money, but it just didn't make sense to you. One? I have several. Okay. Several. I mean, I, God bless Tobias Harris. From everything you hear, he's a he's a very good, very good pro, pros pro, good guy, a very good player, solid player. He's one of those guys that's gonna play 15, 20 years in the NBA, right? Be solid, be a solid contributor on many teams. He's making thirty plus million dollars a year. Crazy. Tobias Harris. Crazy. Tobias Harris. I mean, some of the deals that these guys. I don't. I, I've forgotten a lot of them off the top of my head, honestly, because they saw they've all start to run together after yeah, a while. Yeah, yeah, but. But, like, I mean, the, the money that is... And I said this on my show the other day with my boy. Um, dog, I know that, like, I feel like the TV deal was a gift and a curse for the NBA. Massive curse. Because, because I feel like on the surface, it was a good thing. Like, oh, my God, look at this money that has been infused into the league. The cap has gone up. But I really believe once all this kind of... Once this ink dries up and, and dust settles from all this, you know, I'm, and I'm talking about, you know, like... Couple, a few years from now, right? I feel like the NBA is heading into another lockout again because I don't feel like this is sustainable long term. Like, yo, you paying average players twenty million dollars a year, mm. like it's crazy. Like, I just feel like it's just ridiculous. Like, these guys aren't worth this money. I mean, you're already hearing <laughs> you're already you're already hearing teams from last year that are regretting the contracts they made with some guys. CP three two years ago. Yeah, CP three dogs. I, I, I still don't know. I st- like Daryl Morey. Like CP three must have must have naked pictures of Daryl Morey's wife or or something. Because like, bro, this, this it don't make no sense that they paid that man that much money. But I mean, the contracts are just ridiculous, man. And I just don't feel like it's a sustainable model. Like to me, there's a, there should be a tier in how you pay guys, like superstars, guys mm-hmm. that are that are that are that are that are the guys that the guys that people come to go you know come to the arenas to go see right. those are the guys that should be making 35 40 million dollars a year right the rest of these dudes it's a tier level like dog you like there's no reason that tobias harris should be making that dog i read somewhere i think that chris middleton is like the top three players and, in the nba and, that's where I'm, and, and, I, and i was hoping you was gonna say it because i was quiet i was waiting for you to say that name because that's what i'm coming in right now Chris Middleton. I like Chris Middleton. I like He's him. a good player. He's a good guy. He's a nice guy, right? But you're telling me that Chris no Middleton way. is five years, 178 million? Are you kidding me? 
Yeah. No way. No. No way. Chris Middleton is Dog. worth $12 million more than Klay Thompson? No way. No way. No way. No way. And to your no point way. about the, the TV deal, and I've thought about this a lot, you know, I like the idea of the new money that came into the league, but I don't like the language that was associated with the new TV deal. Because what essentially what they did was they just basically raised the tier level of, of the original CBA as far as like if you're a mid-tier mm-hmm. player, what yeah. you get paid. Yeah. If you're a match yeah. player, this is what you get paid. What what I believe they should have done was not let's, let's not let's not make equivalence because to me it was a lot of false equivalence as far as these these new these new contract tiers. To me, you would have kept it the same. And to your point about the superstars, kind of like how baseball works. On a baseball team, you could have a guy making like thirty to forty million a year, and another guy making a couple hundred thousand. Just based on what your role is on the team, it's just that's how I think that's the NBA model that should have been in play here. Just because just because. Uh, Chris Middleton comes in at a certain tier. That doesn't mean he's he's worth 178, and that's what the negotiation should be. To me, they should have left it alone. And the super max players, like the LeBrons, the ADs, the the Kawhis, so on and so forth, they're the players who get 200 million dollar contracts. And then there should be a massive drop off because they are the pillars of the league. To me, I'm not, I, I'm not with most of the public who believes there's going to be a lockout because. The TV, the TV money is such a, like a complicated thing as far as wait, the, how it came in and went, coming in in the middle of a CB as opposed to the front end or the back end. They kind of knew mm-hmm. it was, they kind of knew it was coming, and they kind of right. expected the chaos. And a lot of times, it was it was organizations who were at fault for signing these deals, right? I, I, oh yeah, true. I mean, the organizations are at fault because I mean, I don't blame Chris Middleton. Like Chris right. Middleton, I don't blame Chris Middleton for I, getting thirty-eight million dollars. What I expect to happen is is something that they got written out of the the, the next CBA. Remember the the, the, the post lockout CBA had the amnesty, then the new CBA came in and they got rid of the yeah. amnesty. I expect that yeah. the am, I think it's gonna be new language that to, to how they divvy out the money amongst the stars. And the it's gonna have to be. And, yeah. and the amnesty have, clause have be. comes back in because it's it's too much money now. Like like I told people, way too much money. It's too much money on the table for a lockout. This, hey, this is this is this is a new layer. It's a new tier, and and the TV. As much as people tried to kill the, the, the playoffs and, and and the ratings, people still watched. And as Golden State got closer and closer to them ropes, more people pulled up. The NBA is as popular as it's ever been. And a locker right now with the billions of dollars of revenue coming in, they can't afford it. So both sides will play ball. It, it, it's going to be some bloodshed in the negotiations. But I don't expect a lockout because sometimes when things are too big to fail, the money prevails, and I expect that to happen here. Don't don't. Uh, uh, well, when I said a lockout, like no, I don't I'm not think a lockout you. is gonna happen. No, but Manny, no, you're right. Was, I, Manny, you're right in being concerned about a lockout. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not knocking your point. I'm just. I'm just spinning it positively. Is all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I get you. I mean, and, and and you know, for I, I'm just speculating. Like I don't. I don't get into the business. I'm not. I'm not Darren Rovell. I'm not sitting here breaking down. <laughs> you know, I'm not. I'm not on C. I'm. Not, I'm the last guy that you would go to for business and. And, and stuff like that. I just think it's not a sustainable model. I like, I think it. if there is a lockout, I think it's going to be, you know, after this, like maybe 10 years from now, maybe. Like, I think eventually, because if, if they don't if they don't add language, like you said, to this deal, like, it's going to be crazy. Like, yo, because it's only going to get worse. Yeah. Because you're going to have players next year. Like, you talked about Milwaukee. Like, I love I love the kid. Like, I hate to bash him, and it's not his fault. It's not like he held a gun to Milwaukee's head. It's, <laughs> to Milwaukee's heads. It's like, yo, pay me $38 million. 
No. But to me, if I'm Milwaukee, I'd, I'd rather have had Milwaukee, uh, Malcolm Brogdon than, than Chris Milton. Easily. Why cap? Easily. Easily. Applause. Fact. You know what I'm saying? But this is where we are going to stop this train, man. I want to thank here. you for being the Stephen A to my Skip Bayless here. You know, you always rile me up. But you know, it, it creates it creates good content. You know, I don't like the agree fest. Sometimes you gotta argue. You know what I mean? And I, and well, listen, we agree more times than not. Yeah. It's just it's just it's just when it comes to hip hop, apparently, and and when it comes to James Harden, James Harden, <laughs> essentially, yeah. But yo, those two at, things. Hey, but those are very important things. Um, very important. At this point in the episode, I need you to identify, identify yourself. yourself. Let us know your social media, your podcast, everything. That's going on with you right now that the people need to know about. All right, no doubt. Uh, like I said, well, before I before I say all that, man, thank you for having me on the show. It's an honor that it's an honor that anybody, even one of my friends, uh, you know, decides to have me on their show. I, I, I never take that for granted, and I'm and I'm always appreciative of anybody that ever asks me to to do, you know, whether it's an hour, two hours, ten minutes. Um, I'm always appreciative of that. Um, so thank you for for the invite, man. No doubt, as, as always. And then after that, man, uh, at D Manuel Brown on Twitter, um, at D Manuel Brown on Instagram, Manny Bro Fifteen on Snapchat. Uh, man, yeah, follow me, man. Uh, I host the Any Given Sunday podcast. Um, it's a it's a different podcast than than a lot of different podcasts because it's a sports podcast, but it's more of a conversation. Um, I like to talk to interesting people. So different weeks, I may have a, you know a, 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 a jar of on, and we just may go back and forth on on basketball topics or, or BTG on, and we we go back and forth on some stuff. Some some weeks, I may have a, a beat writer, I may have an author, I may have. A dude talk about wrestling. I may have a dude talk about movies. So I, I try to switch it up. I try to make it different than than your average sports show. So any given Sunday, new episodes each and every Sunday, unless uh, something happens like this week where free agency dominated. So I, I couldn't I couldn't do it right. uh, on Sunday. So uh, I did an episode on Monday. Um, but yeah, new episodes on Sunday each and every week. Uh, any given Sunday, uh, you can find us on Twitter at AGS Pod on Instagram AGS Podcast on Facebook. Any given Sunday, uh, we also have a Facebook um, fan page called. AGS Nation uh, Jarvis is a member of that BTG is a member of that so uh, if you follow us man make sure you become a member of AGS Nation man we share memes we talk shit um, uh, etc it's, it's, it's live in there so uh, AGS Nation um, yeah man so like I said thank, People, you, for you, thank you for having me on the show that's how you promote yourself when you come on the gray area you know when I tell you to identify yourself people hesitate oh, see now you give me the resume you know so that people yeah. can find you okay Hey, yo, and shout out to every and shout out to everybody in the group chat. Y'all know who y'all are, man. Shout, shout out to, out to everybody the thread. in the group chat. You already yeah, shout know. Shout out to the threat, man. Fellas. That's People, Manny, I'ma holla at you soon, bro. We're gonna be arguing again when Kawhi decides anyway. So I will holla at you on the digital platforms. You already know. Let's do it. Let's People. Chapter 51. Year three. Send you up next. As the saying goes. Whether you like it or don't like it, sit down and look at it because it's the best going today. Woo! Perfect. <laughs>